God. Uh, certainly, we are thankful for another week as we are entering into a new month, which opens up for us a new series in which I'm going to be teaching moving along. And uh, it's my prayer that uh, as you continue to stay steadfast and connected to this ministry, your growth and your development in the things of God is going to allow you to um, flow according to the better of God. So again, we want to welcome you for being with us. We're so excited for the opportunity we have to be together. And um, uh, let's get started as we go forth. And so those of you who are tuning in the moment, you still got enough time to go tell somebody to to uh, invite a friend. That's right. Go text. Hey, we're on the line. You want to hear this? I'm going to be teaching on the old versus the new covenant and the benefits. And the reason why that's going to be important is because now it's time for us to understand how to be a new covenant Christian. That's that. That's going to be the uh, title of our new series, The New Covenant Christian. The New Covenant Christian. The New Covenant Christian. And the reason why that's important is if any one of you are serious about growing and going in the greater good of God, then you must be committed to being a Christian in the new covenant. And I'm going to show you why through a lot of the frustrations that oftentimes people have experienced is only because they've tried to bring the old into new and expect different results. And it doesn't work that way. When we look at why we do what we do as a believer, why God saved us, why Christ gave his life for us, and why the Holy Spirit is here to help us, then we begin to unlock a new world of discovery, a new world of discovery. And while I'm teaching on principle and, 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 and teaching or doctrine at this time, I want you to get this because once this is deep down within your foundation, I can guarantee you this. Your life will be different. All right. Once you get this deep down to your foundation, I can tell you this. Your life will be different. And that's what we want. We want to live a different life than what we've been living in. Because watch what the scripture says in Second Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if any man be in who? Christ. He is a what? New creation. Old things have passed away. All things become new. If we're not looking to have that new experience in God, then really, what are you doing? If we're not looking to have a better life, better than before, then really, what are you doing? Our life in the Lord should be better today than it was before. Why? Because we're growing in his grace. We're coming to a greater revelation. Now, remember this. Your awareness is powerful. That means that is your level of awareness that, that, that will unlock or limit you according to life. And so what you are aware of concerning food, some of you know the, the basic staples of food, you know, the uh, rice, uh, maybe uh, pasta, maybe meat. But when you become aware of the culinary expertise of certain chef to put different um you know, creative swings from spicy to sweet and sweet to spicy, your understanding of eating goes to a whole nother level. See, your awareness, write this down, this is going to help you. Your awareness will either limit you or it will uh, unlock you. And it's the same thing with God. 
Our awareness with God is what limits us or what unlocks us. You know why the office of the prophet is such a powerful uh, position and why you have some leaders today who have a prophetic gift, a prophetic gift, but because the people don't know God for themselves, they're often manipulated by people with this prophetic gift. I mean, on crazy stuff. I've been in revivals before, and I know many of you have as well, whereby a prophetic word has come forth, and that prophetic word was totally unbiblical, almost seeming crazy. You know, uh, makes no sense at all. But yet, and still, people embrace that. Why? Because that prophet has an awareness of God that you don't. And so, therefore, according, this is a lot what goes on in the Old Covenant, because in the Old Covenant, nobody can just go into the, 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 the Holy of Holies. You understand? You couldn't just go into the Holy of Holies. You had to be the high priest. In the Old Covenant, you know, you will bring your sin sacrifice to the priest or the temple. And the priest then will take it, put it on the brazen altar, will offer it as a sacrifice, take the blood of that, give it to the high priest, which was the bishop at the time. The bishop then, and only then, once a year, will go into the holies of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, will take the blood, sprinkle it on the mercy seat, and then offer atonement for your sins. Now, here's my point. Only the high priest can go into the holies of holies according to the old covenant because he was the only one who had the grace on him to go. And even the high priest had to be careful. So they would tie a, a string or a rope around his waist that when the high priest go into the temple to offer up sacrifices to the Ark of the Covenant, which, which the mercy seat of God was, that if he had sin in his life that was unconfessed, he would drop dead on the spot. And when the when the other priest didn't hear the bells ringing, the pomegranates and the bells that was around the, his waist that that recognized movement, they then will pull the string. I was pulling his dead body out because they could not go in. Now that was all a part of the old covenant. But when Jesus Christ came, He gave us a new ministry under a new covenant because the veil of the temple was ripped. Meaning that any one of you who are a believer can have this awareness, this access with God. Now, here's what I want you to understand, because I'm a pastor. See, my role in your life as a pastor and a Bible teacher is to teach you and lead you never to stand in your way with God, to stand in the way of you with God. What do I mean by that? I want you to have a great relationship with the Lord. Any real pastor who's serious about the people of God, want to teach people how to develop a relationship on their own outside of the pastor. That once you develop your relationship, that don't necessarily mean you don't need me. No, because my job here is to help interpretate scripture. I've given myself, my life, my job, my uh, profession, if you will, to studying the scriptures. So when we come together, the study of the scriptures has made now enlightenment to you. So I have a task in your life, but my task is not to be your God. And oftentimes, the reason why certain people or religious leaders don't like the new covenant, because religious leaders who don't understand their position now feel out of a job. Why? Because now you can go to God to pray and you don't have to come to me. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times that there's safety in a multitude of counsel. So yes, you should always go to your man of God or your woman of God to share, uh, touch and agree with me on this. Pray with me concerning this. Can you go before God as far as on your end while I'm going before God on my end on this? 
Yes, that's the importance of having a pastor, a leader to lead, feed you, to guide you, direct you, but never to manipulate you. And again, the more you begin to understand the new covenant, the more you begin to see that this relationship God wanted to have with you directly now. Unlike the old covenant, even in the Old Testament, we no longer have to go to the priest. Now, now again, nothing against the Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church, they still abide by a lot of the old covenant, Old Testament ways. How do we know that? Because in Old Testament, in Old Covenant, guess what you have? You have a priest. That's why in the Catholic Church, you know, whenever uh, they, they encourage regularly for people to come and with people who come to the priest, they got to come offering sacrifice or uh, not sacrifice. Uh, they got to come offering. Uh, uh, um, what is the term called? Confession. Excuse me. They come confessing to the uh, Lord uh, the priest rather of what they've done wrong, what happened, what the situation was, whatever the case may be. They go confessing that uh, in the old, uh, uh, through the old covenant operation. And I'm telling, to, I'm telling you today, and, and today, as we begin to look at the two, all of you are going to understand that we have a greater opportunity to build a relationship with God. I mean, one that we operate in grace, one that we operate in truth, that you don't need nobody to stand in between. Now, we all can have people who can touch and agree with us. That was a part of Jesus' teachings. So before you get on that Lone Ranger kick, I don't need nobody. Don't you get it twisted. Jesus Christ in John talked about where two or three are gathered together. I'm in the midst. And that's he says, don't you think you can do this on your own? No, where two or three are gathered together, there I am. But what he was saying is, under the new covenant, as a new covenant Christian, I have direct access to the Father to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ through him. And why is that important? I'm going to call your attention. I'm going to show you this. Go to 2 Peter. Let's go to 2 Peter. Okay, we're going to start off there. And then we're going to look at some uh, similarities. Uh, Go to 2 Peter, the first chapter and the third verse. Second Peter, first chapter, third verse. If you're tuning in, you want to get this, you want to really flow and understand this, because I believe that a day is rising up. And that's why with the Better Life Empowerment Movement, we are a movement that is meant to empower you for better. We are a movement that is serious about allowing you to understand and see the better of your life. Are you following what I'm saying here? And in this movement, our desire is for you to understand God in the way that Holy Spirit begins to be the helper in your life. Well, you don't, you don't need a pastor or you don't need the missionaries or you don't need the uh, elders coming, checking up on you to make sure you're living right. Come on here. Now, I'm not saying you don't need the fellowship. Yes, we all need the fellowship. We forsake not the gathering of ourselves together, the assembling. That has nothing to do with a building. It has everything to do with assembling. So the fact that you're on this call on a Wednesday at 12 noon says that you are not forsaking the assembling of the saints. When we come together, we all should be here. That's how we grow. Not necessarily when we arrive at a building because the church becomes any place we go. Listen, we can turn every Starbucks, every every uh, Dunkin Donuts, every coffee shop in your city into a church. All you got to do is gather there with a couple of folk, lift up the name of Jesus, and guess what you have? You have a place that is dedicated as the temple. 
or dedicated as that space uh, where he will dwell. Are you following what I'm saying here? So there's a lot of differences from the Old and the New Testament. But the, re- the key focus is that now that you have direct access, there should be some results being shown in your life. And oftentimes people don't have results in their life because they really don't know these three areas. And I am becoming obsessed. I, and I mean this in a great way. Obsessed with helping people understand these three areas. Who you are what you have, and what you can do. And as we look at the new covenant Christian, those are the areas we're going we're gonna to unpack and unfold together. Who are you as a new covenant Christian? What do you have as a new covenant Christian? And what can you do as a new covenant Christian? That's important because some of you are sick and tired of your lives and you fail to realize that you have the capacity to change it. Yes, you can. You can change it. You can change your life. If it is to be, it's up to you. But watch this here. Here's the principles whereby we change our lives and we live a life of results. How many many of you know it's time for the believer to have results? I'm serious. Have you ever noticed that uh, the Christians are some of the only, only religious denomination or grouping, I should say, that have more struggle then people who don't who not even walking in the truth and they're living in abundance. I'm talking about other denom- other uh, religions. Now, why is that? And we have the truth. I'm gonna tell you why it is. The reason why it seems like there's more drama happening with people of God is because when you're not adequately taught on how to directly connect with the Father and engage His promises then you're constantly rubbing on your Bible like it's a genie bottle, hoping that God will manifest G-O-D and thinking that G-O-D stands for a guaranteed overnight delivery. If I put my request in, God going to do it. Voila, I'd rather wait on him. When you fail to realize that, hear this, while God is going to do it, he operates what is called a cooperation concept. What is a cooperation concept? When we do the possible, God does the impossible. You hear me? When we do the possible, God does the impossible. That's a cooperation concept. It's when we work with God. And oftentimes, uh, certain leaders, and again, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just making a a pure, honest statement. Don't want you to know that you can work with God. Because if, if some people feel like if you work with God, it works them out of the picture. You do understand that there are some people who feel like they need to be needed. That as long as you are broke and people are giving you money, it gives them greater value to who they are. And the moment you come up, now they got an issue with you coming up because that means that they no longer have a place for you to depend on them. That is not the role of a new covenant, covenant Christian. As a new covenant Christian, we have direct access to the Father to walk in the many blessings that he has in store for us. And we got to understand the process. Ready? Let's go to, where we at? We're in 2 uh, Peter 1 and 3. Watch what the scripture says here in 2 Peter 1 and 3. I need you to look this up. Watch what it says here. It says in 2 Peter 1 and 3, and I want you to get this. It says, according to his divine power, we're talking about God, have he given unto us. Now we're talking about the new covenant Christian, not just any Christian, the new covenant Christian. I'm going to show you how, how, what I mean by that. He has given unto us all things. Somebody say all things, all things that pertain to life uh, and godliness through the knowledge of him who have called us to glory and virtue. 
Now look at this. This is scripture. It's really just simply saying, according to his divine power, that means according to God's ability, he's already given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. Now let me take a moment to explain life and godliness. Life is anything you need to live. Anything you need to live, God has already provided for you. Some of you, listen to me, I know that we have a real issue with homelessness. I know there's a real issue with people who are living beneath their privilege. But this is what I want you to understand. Here's the promise. And this promise was found in Matthew 6.33. Matter of fact, let's pause here. Let's go to Matthew 6.33. See, I got to unpack this because I need you to understand what it means to be a new covenant Christian. Go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we're going to look at the... Uh, let's go Matthew the sixth chapter. Go to sixth chapter, and uh, not the thirty third verse. We're gonna, we're gonna go even uh, uh, deeper than that. Let's go to uh, Matthew the uh, sixth chapter. Go to verse twenty five. Watch this. Watch verse twenty five. Come on. Okay. Here's here's what verse twenty five says. Uh, verse twenty five. It says. Take, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for what for your life, what you should eat, what you should drink, nor for your body, what you should put on. Is not life more than meat, meaning food? Is your body more than clothing? Yes. Behold, the fowls of the air, they don't sow, neither do they reap, neither do they gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much, watch the word he used, better than they are. So even in that one, that, that simple verse, the Lord is saying to us that I have a better life experience for you than even those of creation that just are operating, standing by. Are you following me? So watch what it says here. Are they not better than, are you not better than they? Verse 27, which of you by taking one thought can add one inch to your stature? Which of you by taking thought or worrying, that's what I mean by taking thought, uh, for clothing, um, uh, and why would you take thought for clothing or raiment? Consider the lilies of the field. They don't grow. They don't toil. They, neither do they spin. Yet, I say Solomon, who was the richest man in the world and the wisest man, there has never been somebody who had more money than Solomon, ever. And I'm talking about in their history, not even Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa was a African ruler who was known to have gold. Do your research on that. He was the first African American, or African, not African American, first African who reigned with gold. He had so much gold. He built universities. He built all kinds of things. Gave away gold in the Western world, the Euro- Euro- European world. I mean, this guy was, but he, his wealth still pale in comparison to what Solomon had. And verse 29 says, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed or dressed like one of these lilies. Therefore, verse 30, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and cast into tomorrow, the oven, uh, cast into the oven, shall he not so much clothe you? So what's the issue? Oh, you of little faith. So in essence, Jesus is teaching us here. That the reason why for the reason for your lack is you really don't believe. Because if you believe, you will operate a certain way. 
If you believe, you will move a certain way. You will, uh, 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 you know, carry yourselves a certain way. That's why that awareness I talked about in the beginning of this teaching, the more aware you are of God, the more unlocked, the better life can be in your life. You can have that next level unlocked. But if you have little faith, then watch what he says here. Verse 31. This is Jesus speaking. Please understand. Those of you who are just joining along, we're in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 31. And therefore, take no thought. That means don't be concerned about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or or how you should be clothed. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, let me clarify this. The Gentiles in this context were people who was outside of the covering of God. Okay, these were the sinners. People who were not the Jews, the Gentiles, all right? Not people who were grafted in. That these are the things the Gentiles seek. Those who who were outside of the uh, loving grace of God, if that makes sense. For your heavenly father knows what? That you have need of these things, verse 32. So he says, you're looking at what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to be, housing, all kinds of stuff. Don't take no thought of that. No, 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 I got that. If I'm going to take care of the birds of the air, the lilies of the field, listen, under this new covenant, you have direct access to a whole nother life, a life that is better than what you experienced before. And the only thing you have to do is, watch this here, operate according to my principles. How do we know that? Watch, Watch verse 33. Now we can go to verse 33. What did he say? Don't worry about that stuff, but this is what I do want you to do. Now, what does that show us? The cooperation of God. See, God says, I'm going to do my part, but you got to do your part. And many of you, if you don't know what your part is, if you don't know what you can believe God for, if you don't know what you can have, if you don't know what level you can subscribe to as it relates to the new covenant, then you're going to sit in a corner having a pity party, wondering why everybody else prospering but you. Why is it that everybody else getting ahead but me? And every time I try, it doesn't work. And what? No, no, no. Stop that pity party. Come on, get that out of your system. Why? Because this is what he says. This is how you can get it. Verse 33. But seek first. What? The kingdom of God. Understand this. The kingdom of God is different than the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the place where God dwells. The kingdom of God is his economic system to provide provision and opportunity for the people of God. It is the ways of God. The kingdom of God is how God does what he do. So the scripture here is saying, seek first the kingdom of God, watch this, and righteousness. That means in being in right standing with him. Which means I'm not serving God for what I can get. I serve God because it's the right thing to do. Because I love him and I want to serve him. And I don't need somebody standing over my shoulder checking to see that I, you know, checking once, checking twice. You know, was I naughty or nice? No, you don't need that. Holy Spirit is there to guide you and keep you in the journey. Now, am I saying that we don't hold each other accountable? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it ought not be that you live crazy up until somebody looking over your shoulder and you get it together. That means something with you right now has no desire for righteousness. You should be right in the dead smack in the midst of temptation and see the way of the way of escape and take the way of out the way of escape out. Yes, you could have did it. 
Yes, you could do it. But why don't you? I don't want to mess my right standing up with God. I don't want to don't want to be out of righteousness with him because that righteousness is not perfectness. It's in right standing with him. It's doing the right things, understanding the ebb and flow of life. What you sow is what you reap. It's doing the right things, understanding that you may be up today, but the same folk you're looking down upon, you may be looking up at tomorrow because life changes like that. That's why Jesus said in the new commandment that we got to love one another as we love ourselves. That's why even in the Old Testament, you know, Solomon was saying, hey, while you're doing good, do good unto seven people because you never know when your day is going to come and you want those folk to come back and do good back unto you. And that's, that's the ebb and flow of life. Uh, that's inside of Ecclesiastics around the 11th chapter, second verse. That's what I reference. But my point is this. Listen here. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And I got to tell you, I got to ask you, how many of you have honestly said that you have developed, you have positioned your life to seek first his kingdom, which means to seek his kingdom. What does that mean? Let's let's break that down first. What does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? What does all that mean? Very simple. Seek first the kingdom of God simply means to seek to do things his way because the kingdom of God is his ways. His rule, his principles. So, so in essence, what Jesus is teaching us here is why you tripping over what you're going to have, where you're going to live and what you're going to eat. You're doing the wrong thing. You operating as somebody who's not in this covenant, this agreement. Glory be to God. You operate as if somebody who don't understand what's going on. But he says, this is what you can do. Seek first. The kingdom of God, that's his ways, and being in right standing, and guess what shall happen? All these things, which are not spiritual, we know they're natural because we read the litany of things from verse 25 on to verse 33, all these things shall be added unto you. So based upon what Jesus is saying here, I can trust and believe that the Lord has a better life for me that I have yet to experience because my faith may not be on that level yet. But if I keep working on my faith, if I keep believing on God, if I keep seeing what do, what, what do I have available in this new covenant? What can I believe God for in this new covenant? Guess what's going to happen? All these things are going to be added unto you. And I'm telling you that you no longer have to live a life frustrated. Wanting to please God, wanting to do for God, but never making ends meet, never coming over to the place. You know, I've been, we're getting, we're doing a economic revival starting in June, uh, economic uh, consecration. Excuse me, I keep saying revival because <laughs> maybe uh, some people need an economic revival. Glory be to God. We're doing an economic revival, uh, consecration rather, uh, in June for the next 90 days. For the next 90 days, I've challenged each and every one of you that every dollar com- that comes into your hand. Break it down in the 201070 format. Every dollar. You f- listen, listen, I was uh, just the other day, uh, where was I at? I was, um, I was out somewhere. I, I don't remember where exactly I was out where at, but uh, I looked down and I saw some change on the ground. I saw some uh, 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 nickel and a couple pennies and all these people walking around with this change on the ground. Guess what I did? I done bent down and picked up the change and put it in my pocket and I said, thank you God for increase. See, you want God to increase you, but you're going to walk over a penny like it's nothing. See, I believe God is, he's, he's showing us uh, ourselves 
through certain experiences and circumstances to get us to the place to see if we understand whether we want what we're really asking for. You asking God to make you a millionaire, but you walking over pennies. Well, well, what's the importance of that, Pastor Blue? Every penny adds up. And my point is this, that penny, that nickel, I think it was like eight cents or something I got off the ground. Eight is a biblical number of new beginnings. It is the biblical number of new beginnings. Got the eight cent off the ground, and what I first, immediately did is I got ready. I said, okay, well, out of this eight cent, now this is eight cent. Already my mind is like, okay, I'm going to put this aside until I can break it down into 201070. Why? Because the economic uh, 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 challenge or the economic consecration we're going on is we're going to be wiser financially. See, you're a part of a ministry now, a, a part of the, that's, that's walking in the new covenant that just don't want you to sow. We want you to multiply and manage your money in a way that a year from now, not even a year, three months from now, you'll be in a better economic place than you was at this very moment. And listen, I said this, I even, I even tweeted this on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Adrian Blue One, Adrian Blue One on Twitter. But I tweeted this on Twitter. I said, you don't have a money problem, you have a management problem. And that's the truth. Many of you are earning money. You just don't have good management situation. And so because you got bad management, the money that you're earning, you're not able to really flow in. Are you following what I'm saying here? And so here it is that I'm saying to you, each and every one of you, that there, in according to the new covenant, we have the opportunity of another life, a better life, better things than we've ever experienced before. And that's not just something we're saying. But how do we have access? Well, I'm showing you right now. You got to learn how to put God first in all things. Seek first the kingdom of God. I promise you when you seek him first, you'll be less likely to fall to temptation. I promise you when you put God first, you'll be less likely to be frustrated at what you're going through. You know, I was reading uh, something that um, in the information age, stuff come up all the time. And I was widely surprised. There was a a write-up that came up from the rapper Rick Ross. And uh, many of you don't know uh, Rick Ross. I'm in Georgia now, and I'm I'm probably uh, uh, right around right around the block, or probably in the vicinity, maybe a block away from Rick Ross' house. Uh, you don't know Rick Ross have uh, arguably one of the largest homes in uh, America. Uh, it was uh, Evander Holyfield former home. It has over fifty thousand, fifty four thousand square feet. He brought it for about $5 million at auction when Evander Holyfield uh, lost it in you know, the bank and the bank auctioned it off. He brought it for $5.5 million. So they did have this write-up about him and his home and everything else like that. How an Olympic-sized swimming pool. He has a full ba- uh, a baseball court with lights and a scoreboard. You know, he has over 19 and a half bathrooms. You know, this and that, so on and so forth. And they got into saying some things about him, about what his origin was, what his belief was. He claimed to be Christian. I'm not here to judge that, nor can you judge that. That's whatever. He's a rapper. Uh, and like I said, you know, he, you know, his, you know, if you don't know Rick Ross, you don't have to look him up. I'm just giving you a point of the story that I'm making. But as I begin to read uh, things about him uh, and everything that was going on about his life, he, when they, when they talked about his spirituality and they said he claimed to be Christian, Rick Ross said this, and it was so profound what he said, and that's what stuck out with me more than anything. He said, I've learned never to question God no matter what I'm into. Now, this was in an interview he did. 
He said, I don't question God. I know that God got me. Now, here's somebody that if you line your life up with his, you probably would do more praying. You probably would do more study of the word. You probably would be more committed. But watch this here. How is it that you have certain things that he don't have and he has certain things that you don't have? And I'm talking about in the form of uh, of what Matthew 6, uh, 33 we're talking about. And my point is this is because we have been so uh, inundated with the old covenant and not understanding that we have literally sat around waiting for God to show up. And when he don't show up, we secretly debate within ourselves. Well, maybe God ain't listening or maybe this or maybe that. And I'm telling you, you know what? One of the reasons for God to really get God to show up in you is to take him at his word, to believe him, not just with your mind, but with your heart. because That's faith. Serving him, uh, having a full confidence, not only with our mind, but also with our heart. And it's with this in mind that I'm saying, I only use the, the story about Rick Ross, this rapper, uh, because they start talking about his net worth and how he got a net worth of uh, close to $100 million. Now, yes, he makes rap music and the world buys it and he gets royalties off of that. Nothing wrong with that. And we don't hate him for that. Because if you came up with an invention that the world will buy, you will get a royalty off of that. If you came up with a, a pie or, or or some kind of delicacy uh, that the world will buy, you will get residuals off of that. So nothing wrong with what he did, but what stood out is he says, whatever happens, I don't question God. Now imagine that. Imagine living at a place. And if, if there's anybody who should never question what God is doing, it should be us. Because we have to know that he's in control and that he has better in store for us. And that's what we see here in Matthew 6.33. The Lord is saying, stop worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to do, where it's going to come from. You know, I, I say it all the time. This ministry for us to do everything we're called to do in 2018 going to cost us $30 million. Now, we don't have $30 million at this moment in manifestation. But guess what? I still believe God. So I still operate as if we do. We still plan as if we do. We're going forth, making it happen as if we do. Why? Because I know that as long as we are seeking him first and his righteousness, being right then with him, all these things shall be added unto us. I want you to repeat after me. Say all these things, no one can hear you but you because all lines are muted, will be added unto me. Say it one more time. All these things will be added unto me. Come on, now do it this time for real. Because some of you just listen to me. Come on, I feel you in the spirit. Say, all these things shall be added unto me. All what things? What are these things that should be added unto you? Now let's go back over to Second Peter. Line upon line, precept upon precept, right? So we ain't taking, we're not taking something out of context or taking something individualized and making a point out of it. I'm showing you in concert the word of God and what the Lord uh, wants to do. Ready? Let's look at what all these things are. 2 Peter 1, 3. 2 Peter 1, 3. Let's read it again. According to his divine power, has he given unto us all these things. Same thing in Matthew 6, 33. That pertain to what? Life? What pertains to life? Everything we read in verse 22 through 33. And godliness. That's in verse 33, we're talking about his righteousness, which means the Lord want to give you such a beautiful relationship with him. 
I, t- I say it all the time. See, I want to have a relationship with God that when I go into my closet and I get ready to pick out something to wear, he say, no, wear that one. Why? Because the person I'm going to connect you with likes blue. <laughs> they're really going to like me because I'm blue all the way through. You get that when you get home. You get that somewhere about later on at 3 o'clock today. But I want the relationship with God when the Lord just tells me, listen, you know, do this or do that quietly through Holy Spirit. Where I can just obey his every will. See, that's the righteousness I'm looking for. I'm not looking to be the number one preacher. I'm not looking to be the best Bible teacher on the face of the planet. I'm not looking to have the biggest revivals or preach at all the conferences. I'm looking to have the relationship with God that is so real, glory, that anything God wants done, he can tell me, and without second thought, no, I'm going to do it. Even if it meant at the uncomfortability of where I am. Are you following what I'm saying here? I'm reminded of, and this is what I mean, as far as, are you able to give it all up? Are you able to give it all up? I'm going to give you an example. This is not a biblical example, but one more example. And this example that I'm going to give you right now comes from, um, um, what's his name? Um, 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 I can't think of his name. He's a comedian. He's a comedian. Uh, and he walked away from $200 million contract with um, Comedy Central. Dave Chappelle. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said it. I, I love it. I love it when that happened. I asked to help Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit give it to me. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle walked away from $200 million because there were some ethical things that he would not do. That the, that the, that the uh, comedy, uh, comedy Central, the network wanted him to do. He, they, they, and there's other things too, but he walked away from that. He walked away from that not knowing what's going to happen next. I heard in the interview that he did where he was saying like, man, you know, I was like, oh, God, what next? Oh, God, I need you. And he talked about how his latter was greater than his former because now this time around, he's made more than what he walked away from with the, with the Comedy Central contract. And again, when he walked away, he took a hiatus in Africa, come on, to tap into spiritual roots because he knew that, you know, there were some things inside of him that can that have to be consistent, that cannot be compromised. Now, here are people that you won't see in your church on a Sunday. You may not live right next to them, but these are examples of individuals who give props to God. Now, of course, now, of course, I'm not saying that they are, they, they live in right and all kinds of stuff and so on and so forth. Let's be honest. Many of you who are on the line right now, you're trying to live right, but don't mean you living exactly right like you should be living right. Somebody say amen. I ain't going to get no amens right there, but I'm telling you the truth. But the reality is, if God can do it for a person who's not fully committed because they trust in him, how much more can God do it for you who is really committed? And not only do you trust for him, in him, but you're determined to live for him. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? So we got to examine what is a new Christian in the new covenant? What is a new covenant Christian? And I hope that I'm doing a good job with allowing you to understand and see that there is a whole nother level that you have yet to experience, not because you don't want to, but because if you have never taken the time to understand the new covenant, how could you know what you can have? The only thing you would ever know is traditionally what always was. And this is where it all changed. So we're in 2 Peter 1 and 3. This is where we got. 
It says, according to his divine power, has he given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's that righteousness. Through the knowledge. Wait a minute. Through the knowledge. Wait one second. Through the knowledge. Say it again. Through the knowledge of him who have called us to glory and virtue. Which means that even though he's given me all things, all these things that shall be added unto me, I will only have access through the awareness or the knowledge that I have. Watch this. Okay, it says I'm going now. Uh, I do the knowledge that I have in him. Now, I hope you guys heard me. Uh, if not, we were recording this, and I'll make sure you get the recording here. Uh, uh, it says that it's going in and out a little bit. But again, this is what I want you to understand. That we have, through the knowledge of him, all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Now, this is, again, why you got to understand, according to the new covenant, what's it all about. This ministry is a new ministry after the new covenant. We are a new ministry after the new covenant. What do I mean by that? Okay, we're going to take you there. Ready? Go to 2 Corinthians. Come on. 2 Corinthians. Come on. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians, and we're going to look at verse 3. 2 Corinthians verse 3. 2 Corinthians verse 3. All right, I got to apologize for my um, um, connection, uh, internet connection. It might be a little issue. Go, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to look at verse, yes, number 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. 2 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 6. I need somebody to unmute your line and read that uh, with a loud voice. Uh, those who can, unmute your line. We said 2 Corinthians 3 and 6. Need somebody to unmute your line and read that. Come on, don't get shy. Come on, interactive today. If you're in a place where you can unmute your line, unmute your line. I just need somebody to read this. Yes, Second Corinthians, the third chapter and the sixth verse. Who also have made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Now, stop here. Thank you so much. That sounds like uh, Pat from New Hampshire. Is that correct? That's correct. Thank you, Pat. Thank you so much. Here's what the scripture says. As you see 2 Corinthians, uh, uh, the third chapter and the sixth verse. Who also have made us ministers of the New Testament. That's ministers of the New Covenant. So we are ministers, because we're the royal priesthood of the New Covenant. Watch this here. Not of the letter. The letter is the law, but of the spirit that is of God. For it is a letter that killeth, but the spirit that gives life. So in the new covenant, we're not ministers who are proficient according to the letter that we carry ourselves and we teach people how to live, how to dot every I and cross every T. And if you don't cross that T, you're going to hell. And if you don't dot the I, you're going to hell. And if you don't, do, come on. You know, when I hear people speaking about hell so much, 
I wonder if they want people to go. You ever hear the message on hell? I mean, they are passionate about it, ain't they? Ain't that right? Oh, you're going to be right by the fire and the brimstone. You're going to lift your head up in the unholy lake of fire. Come on. I mean, really? You got people who seem like they want you to go. But the Lord is saying, under this new covenant, you are after the spirit. You are after the spirit. And because you are after the spirit, it's very important I showed you that because this is the Lord saying that this is a whole nother level we're operating in. Now, the scripture talks about all throughout, and I've done my study on this, and we're not going to go through it all today because I know my time is drawing near now. But I'm going to take the time unfolded as we go to the new covenant uh, Christian, the new covenant Christian. That's our new series, the new covenant Christian. Uh, There are literally over 80 or more. Old and new con- new covenant contrasts. That means the difference of the Old Testament and the New Covenant. Uh, uh, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. There's 80 or more differences. And I'm not telling you got to know them all. But I am saying when you know what the differences are, it will encourage your faith. It will build you up. Will you understand that, wow, it is not my perfection that's going to give me elevation. It is my commitment to the Lord and the things of God, realizing that I don't have to be down or bound. I'm going to say it again because somebody need to hear it in your spirit. You don't have to be down and you don't have to be bound, but you can be free in Jesus. That's the beautiful blessing that we have as it relates to this new covenant. And as you join me on this journey, as you follow me down throughout this teaching, you are going to understand what it means to be a new covenant Christian. And anytime somebody start bringing drama on you, start trying to hate on you and and, and look down upon you because you don't do it like they do. Well, maybe you don't go to church on a Sunday because your service times are other days through the week. But then somebody want to look down upon you. You're going to be able to respond. I'm a new covenant Christian. Excuse me. Every time somebody say, well, why are you doing that? You're not supposed to be doing that. I'm a new covenant Christian. Excuse me. Because as a new covenant Christian, our focus is to, again, seek the kingdom of God and be in righteousness with God. Seek first the kingdom of God and be in righteousness with God. Not perfectness, but I seek to please him. I seek to know him. I seek to serve him. And if this is what you desire to do, I can guarantee you, you're going to live life in such a way that you're no longer going to be under the bondage of other people. Because I'm going to tell you this from a leader standpoint, and I'm so glad to be free of this. And that's why I can talk about it now. Glory be to God. All my life, when I started in ministry at the age of 19, passing my very first church, traditional Baptist church, when I got there. Taught on the Holy Spirit. Got people baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it was a revolution that was going on in that church. It was amazing. But all my life, because I didn't have the full awareness of the new covenant, I have always taught that if you don't do it this way, if you don't do it like this, if you don't do it in this manner, then God is not going to receive you and you're going to hell. Only after I begin to get the revelation of the new covenant, did I see that Jesus paid the price? He paid the penalty. Now, that doesn't mean you can go sin and there's no consequence. There is consequence to your sin. But the penalty of death 
For your sin has been paid and you can be free. And there's a whole life of blessing with results. Not just with conversation. With results. It's time for you to live that better life. It's time for you to raise up and walk in the fullness of God. Glory be to God. It's time for you to decree a thing and have what you decree be established. If you a millionaire, then you decree a millionaire. Don't worry about how it's coming. You just say, I'm a millionaire. and You get, be busy about what makes you passionate. If, if you feel like we got one of our, our spiritual daughters, a part of the ministry, an awesome woman of God, but she's really creative in cooking. Cooking. I mean, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, she can make tofu t- taste like, oh, no fool. Wow. <laughs> you know, well, guess what? If that's your area, well, guess what? You decree that thing. You build that, that empire, that culinary empire and take it to the top. Why? You are in the new covenant and under the new covenant. There are certain rights and blessings that we now have access to that should not leave you bound and down, but free to be what he called you to be. And I know, I know by this time, I hope by this time that you was able to feel a little inspired about the relationship you have with God to say, God, as much as I want it done, even more, you want to do it for me. Or do it with me, rather. So help me, God. Help me pursue that business. Help me take my creativity to the next level. Help me take my skill set, the services I'm able to do, and do it inside of a way that the increase can come my way. Lord, open up that door. And if you will be diligent and vigilant in pursuing the passions that God put upon you, your passions is what's going to bring your prosperity. Your passion, listen, it ain't going to happen because it's going to rain down from heaven and it's going to, you're going to walk outside and, and something's going to hit you upside the head and it's like, ooh, look, it's a million dollars. It's a million dollars. No, it's going to happen following your passions. And I'm telling you that he's already working inside of you that desire, those ideas, that creativity. And if you will pursue that, and if you make a commitment, Lord, you increase me, I'm going to increase the kingdom. If that's your commitment, and I ain't talking about your conversation, I'm talking about your true commitment, then you're going to see God open up the door and bless you like you've never been blessed before. Because you understand, every dollar that comes into my hand, it's the Lord's. He honors us to have the other 70% or 80% because we believe in 2010-70. He honors us to have that, but it's all his. And if you can show God your faithfulness as a new covenant Christian, we're going to start seeing results in your life. Not the other person who you're thinking about. Not that person. Not that. No, your life. Because it's time for you to walk in the full promises of God. How many of you are ready to do that? Come on, talk to me now. How many of you are really ready to walk in the fullness of God? Well, if you really are ready to walk in the footage of God, I want you to understand that there's a that this is our time. This is our season. We're seeing the Bible unfold right before our eyes. We're seeing all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, all kinds of things that's happening. And I haven't had time to research, so I feel a little bit uncomfortable about, about, about saying what I'm about to say because I really didn't research it. But it's my understanding that there was supposed to be some ban of the Bible in California. Don't know. I haven't researched it. I'm just saying what was brought to my attention. I said I would, but I'm making a point here. When we look at uh, what's happening in Hawaii, 
earthquakes, I mean, uh, volcanoes erupting in Hawaii. Just this morning in, in, in Guatemala, another uh, 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 volcano erupted. Hundreds of people dead. All kinds of stuff is happening. This is why the scripture talks about that there's an end time transfer of wealth where there's going to be a gospel super explosion. A gospel explosion where the word of God is going to reach the ends of the earth because people like you under the new covenant is not going around condemning folk, but you're going around sharing the love of God to folk who will repent and recommit their lives to the Lord because now they're able to serve a God that loves them and not a God that's trying to condemn them. And this is the time. This is why God is promising an end time transfer of wealth for his people. Because with the resources, there's so much more that can be done. With the resources, there's so many more lives we can reach. And when you trace all that back to what God want to do, you won't feel guilty about being wealthy. You say, well, God, you, you need me to be wealthy. Oh, God, you need me to walk in the full measure. You need me to have the better life. So I can be living proof to other people that there's no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. He'll do the same for you. And that, my friends, is what a new covenant Christian is. So join me on this coming journey. Join me to learn who you are, what you have, and what you can do as a new covenant Christian. And we're going to unpack those three categories together. And when we're done, you're going to be so strong as a believer. You're going to believe certain things. Listen, there's no vision we can cast. Matter of fact, we had to extend the vision right now because many people didn't believe. They didn't believe. How do we know that? Because we, if we believe, we'd be there by now. We had a wonderful opportunity to open the, the door, open up for us to expand the ministry, even in the Alabama way with a 10,000 square foot facility ready for our acquisition. And all the Lord, now again, Again, all I believe God is looking for is do you have the faith for it? I believe for it, but it's not about a we. It's about it's not about a me. It's about a we. So we had to extend some things back because our deadline is coming up and we still have yet to do it. Why? And this shows me why some people don't understand who they are as a new covenant Christian. Because when you understand who you are as a new covenant Christian, you know what you do? You start believing God for things that are so beyond you. That when it come to pass and you testify, matter of fact, some of you are going to have to say anything. You just going to have to show up. Huh. When you show up, people are going to know that got to be God. When you drive up, people are going to know that got to be God. When you go forth and expand and roll out and move in the fullness that God has called for you to move in. They're going to say that got to be God way before you even open your mouth. Because it could be no one else but the Lord in your life. And we say this, and I'm getting ready to close right now, and I thank you all for being on this call and this teaching at this particular time. But I mean this when I say it to you. God is getting us ready. He is getting us ready for a greater opportunity, a greater flow. And this greater flow is going to position us to do more, not only for his kingdom, but to do more according to his way. And you got to be ready for it. This is our time, better life. This is the moment, and it's time for you to know who you are, what you can do, or what you have, rather, and ultimately what you can do as a new covenant Christian. Are you ready? Get ready, because this is our time. Amen. Do you receive the word today? Did you receive the word? If you receive the word, somebody go ahead and say, thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Somebody say amen, amen, and amen. And the reason why that's important today, if you receive the word, and again, I know uh, it's my understanding. I just got some, a message that came in that some parts was in and out. If it was in and out, I want to encourage you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to make sure we get the recording and I'm going to make it available for everybody uh, at no cost to you. I just want to be a blessing to you to make sure you understand. This is an introduction to our new series, The New Covenant Christian. All right. Well, listen, guys, we never like to close out our time together without giving you an opportunity to be a blessing unto the Lord. Amen. We want you to be a blessing unto God. So I'm going to challenge every person under the sound of my voice to do something, to give something at this particular time. Every one of you, I want you to get a seed in your hand. Don't matter what it is. Ask the Lord. This is what, this is what you're going to do today. Generally, when God tells me what he wants me to challenge you with, he'll tell me. If he don't, I'll tell you to ask him. Ask the Lord what it is that you should be giving. Amen. And then, therefore, we want you to sow uh, into good ground called the Better Life Empowerment Movement. Amen. We want you to sow into good ground. And this is how you can do it. There's two ways we want to uplift that you can give. The first way you can give is through our website, betterlifeseeker.com. Betterlifeseeker.com. That's the first way you can give. That's through our website, betterlifeseeker.com. Whether it is in, in, in uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, Bitcoin or whether you're giving in regular currency. All right, click on donate now. You'll be able to give in that way. The second way you can give is through uh, what is called smart giving. All right, you can text the word uh, increase to the number 407-456-7300. Text the word increase to the number 407-456-7300. And as you begin to do that, you're going to see the opportunity and follow the instructions, the prompts, And once you do it, if this is your first time giving, you only have to do it one time. And then after that, it will always be there for you just to give at any moment, at any time that you need to. All right. Uh, And if you're one of those that want to be a blessing, we're sponsoring a father for this Father's Day. We're doing an outreach. Again, the flyer is going to be posted again on GroupMe. We're doing an outreach for Father's Day. We're going to the Orlando Mission, the city mission. And we're going to be there with the fathers encouraging the fathers that better can be can still be their experience that they're never too late to be great how can you do that well certainly you can make a sacrifice to sow a seed of twenty dollars to sponsor a father this will give all the necessities that that these fathers need they're homeless they need necessities uh that they need just for daily living we're putting together love baskets love bags if you will to make sure they have everything they need $20 would enable them to be able to do that, uh, or you could uh, sponsor five fathers for $100. That's why one for $20 or five for $100, either way, your support will help us do what we're called to do in this new covenant. This ministry is not just about teaching you. We're about reaching others that they too can experience the better that you will and are experiencing. Amen? And so we bless God for that. All right, well, with that said, everybody, this is my time. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who have tuned in. It is my prayer that as you have tuned in, that you join again with us on next week. And as I get ready to pray over your giving, that's why you're going to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it you want me to give? And obey God. That's what he's looking to do. He's looking to see how obedient will you be for him and with him. Amen.
Amen. And you might say, well, if I'm, if I'm not obedient, what does that mean? Does he cut me off? No, he won't cut you off. He'll love you. But your disobedience will block the blessings that he has in store for you. Remember, it's about being in righteousness, in right standing with God that allows us full, untethered access to the better of him. And that should be our desire. We live, we seek to please him in every capacity. Amen. All right. That's my time, everybody. Thank God for you. Let's pray. Every head bow, every eye close as we enter into this new series, the new covenant Christian. That's what we're going to deal with. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for causing us to be able to have the power and the might that you have equipped us with. Now, Father, we thank you for blessing the seed that we're getting ready to sow. Every person who's obedient to give at this moment, those who are listening live or those who are listening to a recording, as they sow into this ministry, God, I pray that you reward them for their faithfulness. That, Father, according to the new covenant, we will rethink everything, everything we've come to know, everything we've come to do, seeing that you desire for us to walk in freedom in you. That this new covenant is not a life outside of you. It is a life within you as you live within us. And God, we thank you for this untethered access to you like never before. Father, have your way. We do so declare that every person who even gives today, that you allow all things to be added unto them. Everything that they need, everything they desire, everything that they could want, that it be added unto them. And we thank you today for giving us another moment to be recharged and refueled in the greater things of you. Have your way, God, we ask. In the mighty name of Jesus, it shall be, because it shall be unto thee. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, thank